We are back after a three-week break to race in Singapore. It is lights out, and away we go for episode 79 of the Eaton Asphalt Podcast. And just like that, Marco, the three-week break came and you know came on quick, and it's now gone. How are we feeling? Where where's our thoughts? Um, I'm good with more. I'm good with breaks. You know, the same, dude. That was pleasant <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I was kind of excited going into the second break, being like, wow, like I mean, we three races in a row is just a lot, I think, in one time, and so you need a little breather. But I think the typical breather I would need is just one week off not yeah. another three, you know? It, I was just like, after the first week, I was like, all right, made it through the, the three-week period, uh, had my little refresher, I'm ready to get back, and I was like, nope, sorry, you gotta wait a couple more weeks. No, definitely, I think the uh, like the back-to-back weekends for me, it's always like I get excited going into them, it's like, yeah, let's go, like all, all F1 all the time, but uh, but once they're there, it's like I need a recovery from them, so this, this three, the, the break for me was like very welcome. Yeah, no, I cannot agree more. All right, well, let's get into it. On today's episode, we'll go through a couple of recent headlines, uh, our Grand Preview for the Singapore Grand Prix, and some race predictions, which I just happened to have taken the lead in last week. So let's get into it. All right, coming in to our recent headlines over the past couple of weeks. I think this came up to me at least a couple of days ago. Uh, remember porpoising? Remember that was like a big deal back I in do. the first half of the year? Well, um, expect it to be back because the FIA eased up on their metrics for porpoising coming up to this Grand Prix. So, uh, I mean, I feel like there was a lot of, once they fixed and added these metrics, I didn't hear anyone complaining really about it. Um, but I feel like the FIA is like, you know what? No news is good news. We got to fucking change something up. <laughs> yeah, I, this kind of makes me a little bit excited for like, do you remember the beginning of the season, like super porpoising, where like when you would watch like a, a dash cam, or not a dash cam, but like a helmet cam full speed, you would just see them like absolutely gyrating and vibrating. <laughs> like, like yeah. I want that, like if that's coming back, I'm not going to be mad. Like low key missed that because of how much it made me laugh. Yeah, I mean, it's like riding a roller coaster but having to control said roller coaster which exactly i've ridden a roller coaster i haven't done both though. that that seems pretty fucking tough <laughs> all right uh moving along we have driver news uh there has been some driver movement or some potential uh we think movement over the past couple of weeks obviously everyone was talking about colton herda uh, and him going to alpha towery that just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. They were hoping that they could get around the whole uh, super license situation. Seems like it's going to be a little harder said than done. So they kind of backed out of that. Hurd is gone. It seems like uh, Sir Sergeant, the other American, um, has really been um, screwing the pooch here a little bit. I think he's had five DNFs in his past nine races. He is still in line and in place to get a super license for a top five finish in, um, in F2. But uh, that's kind of diminishing a little as well. Uh, some actual things that did happen, I mean, uh, that was just a tough break for the Americans, so uh, that doesn't look good that we'll see a driver in 2023. But Guan Yu is staying another year at Alfa Romeo. Uh, I think this is a smart move for uh, Alfa Romeo. I think he's 
done pretty strong for a rookie. I think there's been a lot of things that out of his control that uh, you couldn't really do. Um, also, uh, someone that was supposed to move because of the Colton Herta issue was Pierre Gasly. So there was a lot of talk about Pierre going to Alpine. Even with the Herta thing ending, I saw a rumor mill saying that it is official. He is going to Alpine. Then a week later, that it looks like he's still technically at AlphaTauri. So that thing is hopefully within, I think Gasly said the other day that he wants to know within the next two to three weeks where his fate lies. Um, so that is still a pending. So Alpine and AlphaTauri still up in the air. And then um, Latifi, our GOAT, officially with our other kings, Harambe and Queen Elizabeth. Gone but not forgotten. He is out of this fucking sport. Ridiculous, dude. F1 needs to retain some of its character, like the old, you know, the old ways. And with Mazepin getting kicked out last year, or I guess this year, Latifi next year, dude. The good old like the 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 pay driver is becoming an endangered species, and I think that's a travesty. We're we're losing them left and right. Yeah, I mean, at least have like one of the lower teams keep them on as a reserve, just to like kind of like the Hulkenberg over the last couple of years. It's just such a fun <laughs> name to consider. It'd be like. Dude, how great would that be to see him in a seat? Or, you know, um, do the, like, the Jensen button. Throw him or, like, Kvyat where, you know, just put him on the mic. Just let him just kind of do his own thing. But get him in Formula 1 in some capacity so we still can kind of laugh and, and kind of poke fun at him. I mean, that's kind of why he was, I guess, around in Formula 1 in my opinion. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, would like, I would hate to see that go. You th- imagine like yeah imagine him like thinking about that like oh i'm in formula one so that people can beat me <laughs> Dude, i mean if i'm him i i would say i would have zero zero social media at all you know like i'm getting as far away from that shit as possible because you there's nothing but negative that can come from being a driver like nicholas tv a hundred percent uh all right moving along from that we have lewis hamilton um <laughs> I love Lewis. Um, I think, you know, he's a pretty stand-up guy. Uh, Makes a lot of sense. It's just the way he's been handling, um, I I would say, Max is dominant this year or some of the quotes he's come out with. uh, Just it doesn't sit right with me. So this this recent one was uh, Hamilton, quote, unquote, feels for F1 fans over Verstappen's early championship win and dominance this year, basically being like, wow, like the fact that it's at Singapore with multiple weeks to go and there's a chance for him to actually clinch the driver's championship. This isn't right. I mean, dude, like I think there were uh, maybe a year or two during his seven-year reign that that probably was a very similar thing. He might have finished earlier. Um, he did was He did say like, you know, in 07, it was amazing that, you know, it went down to the final race, 2021, even though it didn't go my way, the final race, it's just boring. I do agree with that. But uh, the fact that he's just like, man, that's just, that really sucks. I never saw an interview where he won with five weeks ago being like, dang, like, I just, I'm so, I feel bad for the fans that I just am fucking killing it out here. Sorry for everyone else being not as good as me. Yeah, definitely. And like, when I first heard this, I was like, you could spin this as like a master level like dig at Verstappen being like, oh yeah, I mean, I like I feel for you, man. Like I totally get it. Like I've been there so many times, like way more than you. So I like understand it more. But yeah, I've definitely been there before. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just, yeah. Yeah. He was just trying to be like, oh yeah, you're not the only one that's been through this in this dominating fashion. Like, remember, it's, remember it's like if, <laughs> if anybody understands, it's me. <laughs> it's this guy. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm assuming that we're going to hear uh, probably a couple more 
of those uh, as the season finishes. And then our last thing that we have for our recent headlines is the battle for fourth continues to heat up as both Alpine and McLaren have some large, rather large upgrades going into the weekend. Um, if anything, if history repeats itself, I'm going to say they both are, they might score a combined four points this weekend. Yeah, I'll be honest, like you, I saw you put that in as a topic for us to talk about, and I was like, I think he's just doing this to like get under my skin. Maybe a little bit. It's like, no, the battle for fourth, like, I think it's good for my mental health to have just like let that, you know, let that go. And and I that's where I am. So congrats dude, to upgrades that. though, dude. Big, yeah, big dude, upgrades. You don't understand. I've seen this movie. I know how this ends. Don't do that to me. Uh, we will find out, dude. We will find out in a couple of days, which I'm very excited for. But yeah, that does it for our recent headlines. Moving right along to our grand preview. But but before we get to that, and I, I believe we have an ad, don't we? We do, yeah. So this uh, grand preview for the Singapore Grand Prix, funny enough, brought to you by the Singapore Police Force. Safeguarding every day. So, uh, hey, Marco, did you know that the Singapore Police Force or the SPF is made up of 10,706 brave individuals like me? That's right. The protectors of Singapore's rational and reasonable laws are made up of 9,571 sworn officers and 1,135 civilian staff, yours truly being the latest unofficial member of the civilian staff after having filled out some forms online. Marco, you and I, do you remember when we talked about traveling to Singapore possibly for a race like one of these years? Almost every day. Almost every day. But as a member of the civilian staff of the SPF, wanted to warn you of some of the rules that I and some of my brothers are sworn to protect so that we can enjoy our time without ending up in a Singapore prison. Okay, so I just I, I found a couple of rules and I want to read them off to you so that you're aware of them too. You ready? I'm, uh, dude, I'm just standing <laughs> at the edge of my seat. Okay. So, uh, Singapore Police Force, we recognize the need to have fun, but with that being said, we require that that fun be had within the hours of 7 a.m. and 10.30 p.m. Otherwise, you could be looking at a fine of about $2,000 for unlicensed partying. Okay, so we need to be, we need to be aware of that. Uh, but like we said, we like fun. We encourage you to go do fun stuff, as long as that fun stuff doesn't involve flying a kite. Because if you fly a kite in Singapore, you can pay a $5,000 fine upon sight. And it just only has to be one witness. So potentially stupid and harmful activity, you cannot, you know, no kite flying. Were you planning on hey, flying a kite? If it only needs uh, one person, can't I just, if someone's really pissing me off, I'd be like, yeah, hey, um, I just saw Becky fly a kite on Monday. Guess what she like, was doing. You're never going right? to believe. <laughs> yeah, hey, like if I'm good at Photoshop, I'm like, look at this bitch. Look at her walk around <laughs> and just fly this fucking kite. At 10.35, past fucking curfew. Dude, unbelievable. She's having fun. $10,000. Ridiculous. Uh, spitting in public can also run you about a $1,000 fine, so no spitting. Uh, do you ever walk lippers, around your house? Damn. What'd you say? Said lippers are out. That sucks. Lippers are a no-go. Not even close. Uh, do you ever walk around your house naked, Marco? Too often. Okay. Um, so you can currently, still do that. Currently, right now. Currently, at, the, at this moment. At this exact um, moment. You can get if you get caught walking around your house naked. It's a it's another one thousand dollar fine and uh, potentially more if you get charged with pornography. So look out! You be walking around your house naked. Someone takes a picture of you for evidence, and then you can potentially get charged for pornography. 
If you want to sing in public, there's no fine, but you'll probably get handed a two to three month sentence in prison. <laughs> oh, that sounds much better than a fine. Thank God. Get this one. Connecting to a stranger's Wi-Fi. If you're caught, it's traceable digitally, so they can know if you did it. Ten thousand dollar fine or three years in jail. Which one okay, would I'm you actually, pick? Actually, I'm gonna actually take that one. I, I mean, obviously the ten thousand, but dude, I'm gonna back that. Fucking Wi-Fi hoppers. Fuck those guys. Fuck them. <laughs> Freeloaders. Yeah, and uh, this one was the wildest one that I found out about, and it's kind of the most important one, judging on how big the fine is. If you're caught selling gum, like selling gum, so it's it's illegal there mm-hmm. to sell like commercially, yes. but Same like kind of black market, uh, $100,000 fine if you're caught selling gum. <laughs> Dang, dude. Wow. So, dude, imagine yeah. if you were at your house blaring music at 11 p.m., jerking off, and flying a kite in your house, dude, you're fucking dead, dude. You're a dead man walking. Just so happened you're watching porn on your neighbor's Wi-Fi. My God. Brother. Oh, my God. Holy dude. shit, dude. And with the lip in, you're just spitting at the same time. <laughs> just spitting, dude. Well, I mean, that does sound like a great Saturday night, which I, I might mean, be, I'll be trying honest. to pull off. But thank God it's not in Singapore. America, baby. Let's go. Jesus. Okay, well. Dang. I mean, what... what uh, you know, we're going to go off the beaten track here. Uh, which sounds like harder to live in? Uh, or like, uh, what would you do better in? A weekend in Singapore or a weekend in Qatar? I mean, I think I'd take Qatar, which is ridiculous to say. Well, yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, yeah, there's like, uh, I know they're making, they're like lifting bands for that World Cup. But outside the World Cup, I don't, like, you're not drinking. Pretty sure if you like look at a woman, I think they're gonna fucking like whip you in the back. I'm pretty sure. No, dude. I think it's a if a woman looks at you, then she gets. I think it's both, dude. I think everyone's like eyes on the ground, (laughs) eyes on the ground, and you fucking put your head down and you keep walking. (laughs) And and there's just straight up slavery there, which is just a wild concept in uh, 2022 still. Yeah. So anyway, thank you to the (laughs) Singapore police force. (laughs) Wow. Well, I mean, uh, obviously with COVID restrictions and everything, it's the reason we're not out there. But, man, 2023, circle your calendars. I'll be there, and we'll know how to play by the rules, I'll tell you that. Yeah, exactly. Or how to break them. <laughs> All right. I think that might I – don't, I don't even know how long that ad was, but it's got to be up there with our longest. They said if we didn't um, go past five minutes on that ad, that it's a $5,000 fine. Exactly. So we had, we had to really milk it out. <laughs> It's a half, half, it's a, like, yeah, half of a gum chewing, gum chewing fine. Uh, all right, Jesus Christ, back on track. Let's, let's hear that car sound. All right, moving along, right along from that lovely ad, uh, we have our Grand Preview of the Singapore Grand Prix. Ian, um, I am very interested about this track. We have really not seen much of it, so please fill me in on all things Singapore. Yeah, so after that wonderful ad where we gave Singapore a really great light, you know, good good light to shine in, uh, let's talk about Singapore Grand Prix at Marina Bay. So Singapore is just a little bitty island over by Malaysia. Um, it's not that big. Like, I think it's only like, it, it's less than like 500 square miles. So it's, it's like pretty small. Um, and yeah, that's where this Grand Prix will take place. 
This is going to be like a new one for a lot of people who got into F1 during COVID because the last race that we had here was 2019. Um, and we just haven't raced here that much to begin with. Like there's a, you know, I think 2008 was the first time we started racing here and then 2019. So there were 12 races and like four only, only four drivers have won here. So Nico Rosberg once, Fernando Alonso twice, Lewis four times, and Sebastian five times. So Sebastian is kind of the the daddy of this track mm. is what it sounds like. So um, speaking of the track, races right by the Marina Bay Sands Hotel, which I went down a deep rabbit hole on earlier today. Um, it's a massive room, 2,500 rooms in this hotel. Whoa. Like, so doesn't that seem, doesn't really that seem like that's impossible to me? Like, to me, I it makes me pause too much to be like, is that is there enough space in a build in any even the huge building to have that am i crazy for that i mean it's got to be like a commune right like it's, everyone shares a bathroom you know <laughs> yeah they're just basically like a, little hostel. like a hurricane shelter when they hide yeah. like football stadiums like yeah there's right. like four bathrooms 2500 people <laughs> exactly uh all right anyway <laughs> let's leave the hotel <laughs> behind track races by the hotel uh, track itself is only like five kilometers around, so it's kind of like toward the middle slash middle uh, short end of the spectrum. 61 laps around the circuit. Each lap will include 23 turns. There's like a good balance of turns here. There are some turns that are like super obtuse. It's kind of just like a long sweep, like a little, little bit of a tick on the steering wheel. But we also have like straight up right turns here. So uh, there's a couple of like almost 90 degree looking turns that are going to require a lot of downforce. So it's going to be all over the place. Uh, speaking of like turns and corners, corners like there's pretty unique views depending on where you sit on this track. Um, Singapore skyline it's pretty recognizable. Like if you don't, if you can't, if you don't think you can pick it out, you would probably recognize like a picture of it. Um, but it's, I mean, it's like a, it's a really cool track. Like the visuals are going to be nice on this one. Uh, Technic, like from a technical standpoint, three DRS zones, one right at the starting straight, another starting after turn five, which is kind of like a big swooper, and then turn thirteen. And after turn thirteen, there's some like uh, there's some like high speed corners before that. So I think all of these are going to suit well toward a lot of overtaking here. So. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I think this is going to be probably definitely toward this, like in the second half, one of the more entertaining races that we'll see. So it's going to be, going to be a good one and under the lights at that too. So, uh, let's see. Oh, keep an eye out for turn 18 where they go like under a grandstand. It's got to be like just an absolute ridiculously cool viewing experience, but yeah, it's, 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 it's very cool. Very cool track, very cool place. Uh, and then the fact that it's at night, I feel like makes it even, even cool in and of itself. Exactly. That, that uh, it's been a while since we've been there. It's just a lot of anticipation going over here. I think so. I think this is going to be, I th I'm predicting something, it's not in my wildcard predictions, but uh, side prediction is that something like very wild is going to happen here. Like I think we're going to see like an unexpected winner or like, you know, like a double Red Bull retirement or something like that. Like I think this is, this is too big of a stage to not perform on right now. Um, I know this, this wasn't the race. What was the race that uh, Roman Grosjean exploded in? That was yes. That was uh, Abu Dhabi. Okay, nice. I just see a night race, and I always think of that uh, that fun like little like explosion at the end. I felt like I was at a concert. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, not a, not Singapore, so we can move on from that. Nope. 
So anyway, moving on. Um, this is a street track too. Last thing is like, so it'll be bumpy. Uh, it's gonna be super humid. They always say like, oh, they always race in Singapore at night because it's so hot. It's not gonna be super hot. Like I don't think it's gonna touch 90 degrees, but it's gonna be like mega humid to where I think it's gonna be hard to like sweat in the in their suits. And so yeah, for for it's funny because like a reputation for them being too hot, which is why they race at night is going to be different from what we're going to see this weekend, which is going to be like, I think, a lot of rain. So, been rainy there for the last couple days, going to be rainy there for like the next week, and then get like more and more heavy throughout the weekend. So, I think we're going to see like maybe a little sprinkle on Friday, probably some good, you know, some good rain on Saturday, hopefully after quals. But then I think Sunday is going to be a pretty rainy race, which is going to be cool. I don't know if we've ever had like a rainy Singapore. So I don't know, man. This is just the the more I talk about this, the more excited I get about it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is just, uh, yeah, out of the, like just a lot of um, situational driving that is just unnatural and like uncommon for these drivers. So, yeah, I just, I like when they're, yeah, I mean, out of their comfort zone. It's always uh, entertaining. Yeah. We'll see some. We'll see some wild shit today. Mark my words. Saturday and Sunday. We'll see some wild shit Sunday. Mark my words. <laughs> Perfect today, Sunday, whatever. <laughs> easy, to, easy to chop that up and put it back over. It would be easy. But too bad I'm not gonna. Hey. All right. Thanks for that great grand preview of Singapore. Moving along to our, uh, we got a new sector uh, coming along, uh, a Oh That Happened sector. So this is basically, you know, we've had two summer breaks now, and we really kind of wanted to reflect what uh, I would say the last, you know, we've been through two-thirds of the race season so far. A couple storylines that we had going into it or beginning of the year that happened that might have slipped our minds. So we have a, a couple that we both have written down that we both don't know each other's. Um, Ian, would you like to start us off on um, some some surprising things that has happened in the 2022 season? Yes, I will. Gladly. Um, so, yeah, this is just like uh, looking back, be like, oh, yeah, wow, that's crazy. That happened. Uh, my first one's going to be Mick Schumacher ripping two cars exactly in half. Do you remember? <laughs> that where is, he, dude, he wow. got, got into a crash and like there were just two parts of his car and the first time it happened it was like wow that's crazy i didn't know an f1 car could even do that like shouldn't they like change that breaking open the like close to the fuel like the place where they still store the fuel and then the second that's time everywhere. it happened it was like oh man this is just a talent that mick schumacher can do he can crash yeah, in a way exactly. that can snap a car in half it was funny seeing i, I remember after the second crash the like the standings of uh, costs for each driver and it was like mick uh, had like $3 million worth of damage. And it, like the, the second place was like 500000 He was just yeah. racking up the price. And I think that's probably why Gunther is probably like, dude, we can't have him on this fucking team when he keeps doing this shit. Definitely. All right. I have, remember the very beginning of the year when um, obviously this is George's first time at Mercedes and everyone was saying that he was bound to be like... Um, Lewis Hamilton's whipping boy, kind of like the Valtteri Bottas situation that we've seen and come to know and love. And look at us now where Russell is outperforming Lewis pretty much this entire season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's got more points than him. You heard the, you always hear, if you go on F1 Twitter or if you haven't been on there, uh, all the Lewis, like Hamilton fans have resorted to being like, oh, he was, 
he was putting on like t- sensors and he was like testing concepts out during races. That's why George was so much better than him. I don't know how much I buy of that. Like I'm sure there was probably some of that, but like yeah, dude, George has stepped up in a way that's been really wild and like it's kind of dope. Like it's kind of dope to see the new generation coming in and like, you know, showing that they're they're worthy of being there. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, I'll go next. Mine is, do you remember Checo Perez won the Monaco Grand Prix? You know that? He bounced into the swimming pool and he was all happy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's when, uh, and it was during, around that time when Red Bull was really like ripping on him hard. I think Helmet, um, Helmet was really like, yeah, like no, no holds back kind of, uh, shitting on him for the last couple of weeks prior to that. There was, because I remember that, because Checo hadn't gotten worse than, like, a four, like a P4. I think he had his, like, obviously the fir- his first race, his engine blew up, but then he didn't get worse than, like, a P4. Usually it was on, like, P2 or 3. He was ripping on him, and he was like, I just got to keep my head down. And the dude won the Monaco Grand Prix, which was, you know, one of the bigger and more important ones to win and, like, have on your, you know, as a notch on your belt. It was just like, I, re- I remember it. I was like, oh, good for him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, very much. I do. I always root for Checo. That was a great one. Uh, mine is going to be up until, remember when like up until about three days before testing, Nikita Mazepin was an F1 driver? <laughs> remember? I remember it was like yeah, right dude. before the season started and they're like, hey, actually, no, nope, not up in here. They just straight, yeah, they just said no. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, wow, this is like, this is pretty last minute, don't you, don't you know? Yeah, dude, and then the t- I guess the two that spur off of that are like, remember when remember when we found out that Kevin Magnuson was going to be back in Formula One? Yeah, dude, I was very happy with that, actually. That's like, a, oh, that that happened? Hell yeah, that's the yeah, other one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> how about, uh, yeah, how about Nikita also, like, one further than that, Nikita making his, like, legion of Russian mm-hmm. athletes who, yeah. <laughs> who are getting discriminated against or something like that. Do you remember yeah, that? How's that going? How's that, how's that little not, fundraiser doing? I haven't heard of much success, so you can't imagine this doing very well, but, I mean, maybe. Well, it's probably because of all the Russian discrimination, you know? He's got his fucking back against the wall. Um, all right. Uh, my last one uh, for the Woe That Happened segment is the do you remember the headline grab of naming a team after another team but with the like other team's color like do you remember when Aston Martin were accused of being like the green red bull and Haas of like the white ferrari which is just like you can't you can't, you can't just pick a better team and then like say your color and then say the team name to like get more clout it was like they were trying to latch on to the success by being like oh yeah we're like we're a part of you guys yeah, I would say like there should be a rule that they can't do that until like maybe th- two to three races of showing that they're like kind of up to that tier. Then they'd be like, "Yep, that that's it." I mean, the the pink Mercedes a couple of years ago that was, I would say, a fair assessment that it was a pretty damn good car. They are not living up to the hype of the white Ferrari or the green Red Bull. No, it's all about the hype, like going into the weekend. It really so it's is. It's like, oh, Aston Martin has a new diffuser. Let's, uh, let's, you know, yeah. let's let's get them, let's get them all hyped up by saying that they might fight for points, and then they're not even close. I think the the time that they the Aston Martin did that, they literally got like, 
I think like second to last and fourth to last. So it was like, what what a disappointment. It just needs to warm up, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's on its way. It's coming. You you just yeah. wait. All right, my last one is, do you remember when Ferrari was up 46 full points after three races in the 2022 season? I do. I do remember 40, that. 46 points. And it dwindled pretty freaking quick after that. <laughs> People were talking about, like, they were saying how it was going to be boring and Charles had already run away <laughs> yeah. with the championship. Yeah, dude. They were like, Ferrari's too fast. <laughs> Way, like, a step ahead of everyone. I was like, oh, fuck, right. Let's go. Dude, nope. Matt, like, yeah, Red Bull won a race, and they were like, oh, yeah, it's be, you know, this this track suits their car better. And then eventually they were just like, we're, we're, like we'll, we'll be back. And just got absolutely dominated. That race is – it's such a bummer. Like, it's I'm still going to watch – but it does suck that like the race isn't a little closer between constructors and drivers, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, so much hype around it. It was like, oh, even though Mercedes is taking a step back, like Ferraris took their step, took their place. They're ready to go, ready to battle Red Bull. Nope. Yeah. All right, moving right along. We have another back-to-back sec- new sectors come along. Um, this one is we are starting up a little bit of a gambling corner here, um, a gambling turn maybe we, we'd call it here. Uh, so basically we're starting off giving each person $100 to, uh, to work with for the remainder of the year. Um, we, have, we can bet as much or as little of it each week. And uh, so we're, we're just going to see, you know, we always talk about how hard Formula One gambling is and Formula One betting is. So uh, we're going to actually put it to the test with some fake money, see actually how we do, and we can't make it up because we have um, listeners to vouch for us. So, all right. So uh, I have my first bet is going to be Gasly to finish in the points for plus 130. I think that's pretty easy money. Uh, He's got to work for a seat for somewhere, so he's really going to work it. And then I have Fernando Alonso finishing over Lando Norris at plus 100. It's a battle for fourth. Uh, I think this is kind of a coin flip, and I, I'm just going to side with Fernando this time. So there we go. Two units, um, one on Gasly, one on Alonso. Love it. Okay. Um, so not going to lie, I did have Pierre Gasly because uh, because I thought that that was a sure bet. But I think I have uh, I think I have what I want, and they're both positive money here. So I'm going to also have a unit of $10 of my 100. I'm going to go Kevin Magnuson, top 10. That's a plus 225. And I'm going to go George Russell, podium finish. That's a plus 135. Okay. Which I'm not going to lie, I love both of those bets. Wait, what was I the first not, one? Sorry. The first one was Kevin Magnuson in the points. Kevin Magnuson, top 10, plus 225. I like that a lot, yep. Yeah. He's been quick around here. Uh, if you remember, like he got the like fastest lap last time they were here in 2018 and 19. So... Yeah, watch out for him, dude. He loves this track. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good call. I like those both a lot. Thank you very much. All right, let's get into race predictions. All right, let's get into some race predictions. As it stands right now, Marco's with 22 points. I've got 23, one-point lead over my co-host here. Uh, Let's get right into it. Who do we think will crash or DNF? 
Um, had to think about this one. Wasn't really sure because I don't know who's going to get the bad vibes or like maybe some of the, you know, kind of the rust stuff. But I think you can always count on a good Guan Yu Zhou uh, DNF or crash. You know, I, I feel like his car's either going to blow up or he's going to crash. So put me down for Zhou. I like that a lot. Um, I'm going to go with Latifi. I mean, he got the terrible news that he's not coming back. So I think his, his head's um, all over the place. So he's not going to be driving well. I like that. My winner is going to be... Carlos Sainz. Okay, second win ever, right? Coming in, yeah. uh, coming in Singapore. I like. Hey, that. I nailed it. I nailed his first one. So you know, you did. And small yeah. detail, I saw Carlos Sainz post on Instagram that he was uh, stationary biking in a sauna. So he's ready for this shit. Yeah, he's prepped. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm gonna go Max Verstappen for my winner. I don't think that anybody's going to beat them. In my last place, Sebastian Vettel. I think he's probably even more checked out after the three-week break. Yeah, I can see that as well. I'm going to go with Mick Schumacher for my last place. Driver of the day, I'm going to go with Max especially. I know that he, I think it's, he's plus 600 to clinch the Drivers' Championship this weekend. Um, if for some reason he's able to pull that off, he's, he's bound to be Driver of the day. That's a really good thought. Didn't think of that. Put me down for Lando, just because I didn't know on this one. Uh, douche of the Day, brought to you by Summer's Eve. Give me a Lance Stroll Douche of the Day. Don't even know how it happens. I just feel confident that if there's going to be a douche, my boy Lance is going to be up there. Yeah, I'm going to go with Fernando Alonso. Um, I, it's also a great pick, yep. <laughs> I think, it, yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk about the guys that really don't care about pissing other people off, it's those two guys, so. Nice. Um, Great my wild card prediction is it's actually going to be pretty similar to your uh, your gambling corner bet. I'm going to say KMAG top eight finish. Um, just to give some background, this year um, he has been zero points the past five races, then a top eight, and then prior to that he got a top five in Bahrain, so week one. So he's only gotten the top eight twice. Yep. No, I'm down for that. And I love it. Like, I hope it happens. I hope you get that yeah. point. Makes you uh, fake money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, wild card. Dude, I might just actually put 10 bucks on this for real. <laughs> it's just to yeah, have. That's not terrible, dude. Uh, wild card prediction for me. I'm going to say two Mercedes end up on the podium because the porpoising rule. Um, I I did not look up like when they've or like how often that's happened, but I feel like it's been like anytime Lewis gets third or sneaks on the podium, I feel like George is always four. So thoughts on that? Uh, you said Merce- both Mercedes on podium. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think with this porpoising rule, like they can porpoise more, which means they're going to be like probably faster, but you know, at the cost of George and Lewis just herniating their discs all over the place. So like, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Fastest lap. Love it. Fastest lap. uh, Give me Kevin Magnuson for the same reason stated earlier. Got the track record here. Dude, Dude, some people call it Singapore uh, Marina Bay. Some people call it Magrina Bay. uh, Or they will after I start to spread it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Sergio Press. Nice. Uh, My poll is going to be Charles Leclerc. Oh, fuck you. I was going to get Charles. All right, give me signs then. And then how many cars don't finish? Give me five. Ooh, I'm going to go with three. You bastard. All right. Well, that does it. <laughs> does it. Uh, man, I'm excited for this race. Let's see some good racing in Singapore. We'll see you after the race. See you, assholes. See you, assholes. <laughs>